for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Another Living Life. Uh, one of the most pressing questions that the church has to answer is, why are people leaving the church? Uh, it's a question that many of us have been pondering and asking and thinking about. Uh, there have actually been many studies trying to find the answers uh, to this one question uh, so that somehow combat you know, all these people just leaving the church in droves. The problem is that in every study, uh, we actually find that often people leave the church uh, not because of other reasons, uh, but because actually because of other Christians. Uh, that because what other Christians have done or what other Christian leaders have done and said and because they were affected negatively by other Christians and their actions, uh, that is the reason why they end up leaving the church. Uh, they've been let down by what Christians have said and done in the name of Jesus. And it's a very sad truth that we must actually face and not run away from. You know, in today's passage, uh, Paul talks about something very similar as well. He addresses the hypocrisy of people of faith. And he's saying that the effects of hypocrisy of saying one thing and doing another not only affects the person who is doing the hypocrite, uh, the, or the hypocrite person, uh, but actually affects everyone around them as well, that it affects the community. Uh, so in that mind, let us be able to uh, reflect and think about all the ways that we can answer this first question uh, by looking at today's passage. Romans chapter 2 verses 17 through 29. Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of little children, because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Circumcision has value if you observe the law, but if you break the law, you have become as though you had not been circumcised. So then, if those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as though they were circumcised? The one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you who, even though you have the written code and circumcision, are a lawbreaker. A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart, by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. 
Paul begins today's passage uh, by addressing the Jews and what it means to be a true Jewish person of faith. Uh, I think off the bat, before we go all deeper into this passage, uh, that we actually need to be a little bit careful, that we need to tread a little carefully in reading these passages as Paul talks about and talks to uh, different Jews. If you really, uh, if you just read it merely as a criticism on ancient Jews and not something relevant for us, uh, then we're actually uh, misunderstanding Paul's words and we're doing a disservice to Paul. And know that everything that Paul says about the Jews, that is also a warning for us Christians here today. And we need to have that mindset before we go deeper into today's passage. You know, Paul begins by saying, Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, and he goes on and on and on. And he's talking to the Jews and he's saying, Hey, you, if you know God, why are you doing this? If you say that you believe in God, why are you going against it? If you know that he doesn't want you to do these things, why do you keep on doing them? And he addresses the Jews in all of these different ways. You know, the Jewish people, the Israelites, uh, they were the original recipients of God's grace. And Paul enumerates for them nine different privileges that they actually had. These are nine privileges that no one else had, no other nation had in this world. That they knew God, they knew of His law, they had a relationship with Him, and they even knew what God's mission for them was. And to that, Paul says in verse 23, You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? You know, for God, uh, for Paul, it was not enough for you to be able to know who God is. The knowledge of God was never enough. He's saying that if you're not living out your faith, if it's not showing up in your words, your actions, your life, and most importantly, in your heart, then he's saying that none of it matters. And instead, it becomes actually a dishonor to God by the way that you live. You know, he keeps going on. He's talking to the Jews in verse 25. He says, circumcision has value if you, above, if you observe the law. But if you break the law, you have become as though you have not been circumcised. You know, Jewish males, they were all circumcised. It was actually a law. It was meant to be an outer symbol of the faith, that they belong to this community of God. But Paul was saying that this outer symbol is actually nothing if there's no heart behind it. If there's not actually a faithful heart, believing heart behind it, and a life that follows this faith, then the circumcision actually means nothing. He's saying that, you know, I could go around wearing a doctor's coat, right? Walking around with all the doctor's stuff. Uh, but that doesn't make me a doctor. I can't perform surgery just because I'm wearing a doctor's lab coat. You know, I could go around wearing a fireman's cap, right? Uh, but if there's actual fire that happens, I'm, I'm useless. You know, the outer appearance does not matter if it doesn't match what's inside, what's inside the heart especially. So what does that mean for us today? You know, what does it mean for us uh, looking at these passages when Paul's talking to Jews? You know, it's easy for us to be on the outside, right? Uh, looking at the whole of the Old Testament and the whole of the Israelite history and join in in Paul's criticism of the Jews and saying that, you know, they should have known better. They knew God. God gave them so much. What's wrong with them? It's so easy for us to be able to point that finger at them. Uh, but what Paul is trying to tell the Jews applies directly to each and every one of us as well. You know, for Christians, uh, we're not required to be circumcised, right? Uh, but instead, we do have something called baptism, which is actually a very similar thing. Uh, baptism is meant for us to have a public proclamation of faith, and it becomes a symbol that we belong to God, that we belong to His community. But if there's actual no transformation, no real transformation beyond that baptism, 
If it's that you're the same person before you profess your faith and after you profess your faith, then there is no difference. That baptism is dead. It's as if you're not circumcised at all. The same thing that Paul is trying to say to the Jews. He's saying that just because I've been baptized as a child, or just because I've been baptized as an adult, or just because I go to church, just because I go give offerings, just because my dad is an elder or a pastor, or just because I go to a big, well-known church, it actually doesn't make me a Christian. And even though all the outer signs point to it, if I'm not truly transformed inside, I'm not a Christian. Everything in my life just shows that I'm a Christian, but my heart remains the same as before. Then it's just dead and useless. There's no different than the Jews that Paul is speaking to in today's passage. Knowing Christians don't act like Christians. When Christians don't embody the teachings and the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only does it do a dishonor unto them, but it does a dishonor to the name of Jesus as well. So today, as we look at these passages when Paul is talking to the Jews, uh, let us take this time to be able to address our own hearts, uh, to address and reflect on the nature of our own faith and ask us ourselves, you know, what is the source of our faith? Does it lie in you know, things that I've professed before? Is it in the institutions of religion? Is it in my identity or my upbringing? Or does it actually lie in the person and the life and the teachings and the sacrifice and the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ? You know, that is what we have to have, that heart, as we read today's passage. In today's passage, uh, Paul talks about the circumcision of the heart, uh, one that is done by the Spirit. Uh, but did you know that this was actually not a new requirement? Uh, that Moses himself spoke about it in the book of Deuteronomy. He told the people to circumcise your hearts and do not be stiff-necked any longer. You know, God's true people, the God's true community, have always been called to a full life of faith and not just a series of external routes, rites or just outer signs of it. Uh, so today, as we think about today's passage, uh, let us stop being stiff-necked. Let us think about the words that Moses told the Israelites. And if we had been stiff-necked, let us be able to bow down, humble ourselves, and be able to surrender everything that we have to Jesus. Let us pray. Uh, dear God, we thank you so much for giving us these words. And even though Paul was addressing the Jews, help us, Lord, to have these words convict our hearts. Help us, Lord, to be able to use these words so that we could have an honest reflection on our status of our own faith, uh, that we are able to look at our own faith and see if we're truly worshiping you with everything that we have or we're just going through the motions. Uh, Lord, we pray that the faith that we profess is a faith that we have in our hearts. And we pray, Lord, Father God, that just we're not Christians in the outer way. We're not Christians because we went through all the different rites and, and all the ceremonies. Uh, but we are true Christians because our life reflects you. That our life reflects your teachings. That our life reflects your love. And most importantly, that our life reflects the light that you shine inside of us today. Uh, Lord, we thank you and we love you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world of stepping in closer, CGM.